Welcome into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Technically Speaking, where we take a look at the technological side of business and how it can play a wildly important role in your success. Now, the focus for this particular episode rests on building your company's social media influence, a space many are aware of, but it seems few truly master. And to give us the lowdown on LJN Radio, we have Jim Belosik, co-founder and CEO of shortstack.com. Jim, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And before we jump into the topic specifically, I want to give the listeners an idea of where you're coming from. Fill us in a little bit on what ShortStack is all about. ShortStack is a piece of software that you can use to create promotions, contests, collect information from customers, you know, anywhere on the web. So whether that's a social media site such as Facebook or from mobile devices or you want to embed something into your website quickly, uh, that's, that's what we do. It was built to kind of take the difficulty of all the coding and everything uh, out of the equation and mm-hmm. just let our customers focus on their uh, their goals, their campaigns. Great. Well, obviously, that's perfect for what we're looking into as far as the social media side. I guess that's the first question. What does make social media so potentially valuable for businesses to make sure they're utilizing? Well, when compared to traditional media, right. you have a, a billboard going down the road and it says, hey, we have the best barbecue in Texas. <laughs> Well, that's their opinion. Um, (laughs) Social media is your friend's opinions. So if someone says, oh my gosh, I just entered this contest. It was super fun. Or, hey, I just took a survey. You should take it too. Then I'm more likely to do it. I'm more likely to trust the source. I'm more likely to participate. So social media is really kind of changing the ways that people interact, especially how businesses interact with their clients. However, they have to kind of jump in with both feet to social media and don't do traditional media tactics in social media. That's the biggest thing that we see, the biggest mistake, I guess. I think it's a great point to bring up that it's completely different medium and way to strategize. Let's jump into that just quickly. If maybe there is a business out there who they're just getting their feet wet or they're not really sure how to step into this arena, if you will, what would be two, three things you would offer them advice on as far as where to get started or how to set things up? What would you look at as far as a beginner level? At the very, very beginning, I would suggest just focusing on your message and refining things, Mm -hmm. um, doing a lot of testing. We test constantly and we recommend that every business always test. You know, maybe you've been doing it for three or four years and you think you really know what to say to get the best results, but you can always improve on it and times are changing. So when you're first starting out, try, hey, you know, here's some photos of my product, or maybe here's a couple of reviews. Hey, here's some unique ways that people are using my product, or you know, maybe even unrelated to you. Hey, here's some things that people are doing in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I have a, a really cool pizza restaurant, I might be talking about some cool local events and other things besides just pizza all the time because people right. burned out. So you know, we call it the the seventy twenty ten rule, where seventy percent is messages coming from you, just interesting stuff. You know, kind of treat yourself as a news source. Twenty percent can be kind of reposting stuff from, you know, maybe non-competitive yet related industries. Hey, maybe uh, you can't eat pizza all the time, but here's a really great brewery that we suggest. Okay. And then 10% can be promotional, you know, like, hey, um, here's our special pizza of the week. Come check it out. But you don't want to do that too much because people don't want to get hit in the face with advertising all the time. And that's definitely an area that you'll see people quickly complain about, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, that whether it's consistent ads or those promotional pieces they have. Do you suggest that there's an engagement on these social media forums? Is it still strictly a kind of 
you know, we're a business and we're still going to put stuff out for you? Or do you want that interaction between the two areas? That's really what social media is all about, too. It's a, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. So the way to get the most value from social media is not just to shout, but it's also to listen. So if you can, you know, like I said, if you're going to do testing, and you're going to test some different messages, the messages that get a lot of response, you're going to want to do more of. And whether it's negative response or positive, you know, if you say, hey, my new pizza of the week is uh, ice cream and anchovies, and people say, hey, that's disgusting, then you're going to learn a lot from it, and, and you're not going to do it again. So that's highly valuable. You know, sometimes it's, it's more valuable to learn what not to do than what to do. Focus on that engagement and then do something about it. You know, a lot of people collect a bunch of data and then sit on it. Right. Social media kind of forces you to to react very quickly. Of course, the three social media forums most people mention are Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Would you have a quick tip for utilizing each of those? Because I imagine it's got to be a little different if you're going to jump into each of those different types of social media formats. Definitely. The best use of Facebook, especially for somebody getting started, is to use Facebook as a distribution hub, I guess, where you can say, hey, here's this new blog post I wrote, uh, check it out. And you send that out to all your Facebook followers. Mm-hmm. It drives them back to your blog, where then you, know, you can drive them to deeper into your website or wherever you need to be. So Facebook is a good awareness channel. Twitter, the best thing to do on Twitter is frequency. You know, okay. Especially if people have, are following a lot of different people on Twitter, it's easy to get lost in that feed. So with Twitter, you have to be, say your message often, but then your response time has to be extremely quick too. Right. Uh, when people talk to you on Twitter, their expectation is 30 seconds to you know, maybe 30 minute response time. If you're beyond that, they think that you're dead. <laughs> um, Facebook, you have a little bit more time, sure. email, a little more time and so on. And then for LinkedIn, the, the best thing I could say about LinkedIn, uh, just from my personal experience in our company and whatever, LinkedIn is something that's easy to forget. So there's a lot of people who especially if they're business to business or something like that, they're Mm -hmm. extremely active with LinkedIn. If you are not, just go in there and make sure that your profile is up to date at least, you know, once a month, put something new on there, a new status. It's crazy to me when we go back and we see LinkedIn profiles that haven't been updated in years and it just makes the people look like they're not in touch. Some of the items you've been talking about here, I'm sure people can easily recognize how there'd be influence, but how would you describe the ability to build up this influence? Is it simply awareness within social media? Is it proving that you have an expertise? How exactly would you describe being able to build that influence? The best way is really to take what you know, what you're best at, and give some of it away. You know, give out, give as much of it away as you can. If you're a lawyer, giving common answers to common legal problems would be great. People are always seeking that kind of stuff. You're not shooting yourself in the foot because it's stuff that people could have found anyway. You know, you're, you're trying to position yourself as an expert so then they will pay you, you know, your $500 an hour rate for legal guys nowadays. You want to focus on the product, I guess. You know, that, that's what you're really doing. You're focusing on giving people something that's really good. If what you have is good, it's not just regurgitated. It's not clip art they're going to start following you. You know, they're going to be interested in what you have to say. So if you're not creative, if you're just, if you're a pizza place, but you taste the same as every other place in town, no one's really going to care. So focus on what makes you different and, you know, you'll, you'll build a little niche. I also came across a blog by you actually talking about some tips for running social media campaigns. Can you explain what those are and why they're effective? 
you know, when we first started out as a, our first version of our software in 2009, focused only on Facebook and it was about getting Facebook likes. Hmm. That was great. That was, you know, extremely important back then and it still is important today. However, we've seen that social media in general is becoming more fragmented. You know, there is Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube and Pinterest and Instagram and whatnot. Right. So we kind of had this shift where, you know, I, I almost felt bad myself where I was like, man, you know, coming from an advertising background and marketing background, we just kind of went into Facebook full on like it was the end all be all and it's not. <laughs> so instead we, we shifted and we said, look, let's just focus on the campaign, focus on what your goal is and then use it everywhere. So instead of creating a Facebook specific app mm-hmm. or instead of creating a blog post that just lives on your blog, why don't you create something that can live everywhere and people can access it regardless of what medium that they prefer, especially mobile versus desktop. And that's one of the biggest things that I see with people when they're just starting out in social media or just marketing in general. There's too much focus on, oh, it looks great on my uh, computer here at my office, Mm -hmm. but they don't look at it on their mobile phone. The majority of people are accessing stuff, especially from social media on their mobile device. Right. So, you know, again, it's it's the campaign first attitude, but it should just work anywhere. And that's that's really what our focus is. And uh, it's kind of what everyone in the industry is working on. There was a mention as well, uh, something called action gating. Could you describe what that is and, and why you see that as possibly being uh, effective for businesses? I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with like gating or fan gating. And that was something that that Facebook recently disallowed, basically, Mm -hmm. um, as of November 5th, really. They took away that functionality from the API, finally. And what it was, it's like, um, hey, like my page, and you will get X. You know, you'll be entered to win, or you'll download my ebook. However, we did a lot of research, and we didn't really come up with a great answer to, you know, how much is a like really worth? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't something more actionable be more valuable? That's when we decided, hey, let's, let's kind of change this into action gating where we're going to let the user decide you know, what they want to do in order to get some sort of reward. So, hey, maybe it's vote on something. We have three new t-shirt designs. Vote on one in order to be entered to win. And that's going to tell me which design is most preferred by the public, right? Sure. Or, hey, enter your email address, um, you know, sign up for my newsletter, and we're going to send you these coupons. Or just tell us your zip code and you know, we'll put you into a drawing or something so that maybe I know, hey, where my customers are or whatever. Action gating, it's much more flexible than just you either like or don't like. Right. Um, And with action gating too, you can go into many different levels. What we found a lot of times was um, a high abandonment rate when people are filling out a form. So if you have like five fields on a form, sometimes people would, would fill out all five and some people would fill out two and then just say, you know what? (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to give out that information. I'm gone. Sure. So with action gating, we're trying to say, hey, fill out as much or as little as you would like, and maybe you can be rewarded accordingly. And that, that was kind of a big shift. You know, the end goal as a, as a business owner is to get some feedback. Maybe I can't get my golden goose egg of everything and the guy's social security number and his mom's maiden name or whatever, but I have some feedback and that's more valuable than none. With all of this, you know, obviously you've given us some nice insights here into what is effective now and maybe what it could look like going forward for a lot of businesses. Is there a growing concern that people are simply misusing it or that there are those 
instances where a business is a little unsure of utilizing social media because they're afraid there's going to be that backlash because somebody says something inappropriate? Or how do you handle that? Or how do you tell a business that they need to get over that? It depends on the business. And oftentimes when I'm working with a very local company or you know, maybe a business to business company that they think they need to be on social media, but then when we dive into it, maybe they don't. You know, if I'm if I'm a concrete plant and I'm selling to, you know, two or three highway contractors, I probably don't need a social media presence. Mm -hmm. So there's instances like that where I you know, my suggestion is if you use social media every day in your personal life and it's a habit, then you'll be a good candidate to use it for your business. If you decide that, hey, I need a Facebook page for my business because my nephew said I did, and you are totally unfamiliar with Facebook, it's going to be an uphill battle. Right. And maybe it's not time yet. Or maybe a member of your staff could head it up, someone that you trust, someone that's savvy on it. So a lot of times social media is not the answer. But if you're familiar with it in your personal life, then, uh, then go for it. Jim, as I said, you've given us a nice little roadmap here and uh, some tips along the way. We're getting up against our time, but I want to give you the floor at the end to give the listeners a nice takeaway of discussion we've had, maybe something we haven't touched on that you find important when it comes to having that influence on social media. To have the most influence, really, you just have to focus on your product. If you have the best carpet cleaning place in the world and you have some kind of crazy chemical that can get out dog stains better than anybody else, then talk about it and people will probably be interested in, in your services. But if your service isn't that great and you don't you know, show up on time and you don't do all these other things that people expect, social media is not going to help you. Focus on your product first. Talk about how proud you are of your product on social media and, and people will be interested. And again, don't shout. Keep in mind, with Facebook especially, people are on there to see pictures of their friends, to see funny things, you know, whatever. You have to take that shift with your business approach and say, all right, you know, what, can I do something that's, that's interesting or unique or funny or whatever? You know, I don't want to be looking at pictures of uh, my new niece or something and then get hit with a 50% off coupon for carpet cleaning because it's just totally out of context. So keep that in mind. Again, if you use it in your personal life, take those same experiences and uh, adapt it to your business. Well, that's a great point for us to leave off with here on Technically Speaking. Again, we've been speaking with Jim Belosik, co-founder and CEO of ShortStack.com. Jim, thanks again for coming on and sharing your expertise with us. Thanks for having me. And as always, if you're looking to get in touch with us, maybe you have a topic for a future show, you can send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And speaking of social media, you can find us on Twitter at the LJN. We'd love to hear from you there as well. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.